the Red 78. The most important thing was the intensity and the mentality to go after the game. As a coach, why did he only give away nine penalties this week? Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Ronan O'Gara is on the line. Good evening, Ronan. Hey, Nathan. How are you? I'm not too bad. This is a treat of a Thursday evening. Yeah, different. All right, I forgot that there was a a night option available. I'm usually um, focused in on the morning schedule, but uh, nice to mix it up a bit. Uh, no pressure. This is usually the John Giles slot, so you know we expect greatness. Johnny Giles, yeah, love it. Yeah. Are I'm you um uh, are you of an evening? Uh, can you relax in the evening? Are you constantly thinking rugby? Are you trying to sneak in a little bit more work in the evenings once the kids are in bed? Or how do you Thursday evening we play we play Sunday Saturday this week, so uh, we got home a half six Monday morning from a bus trip after a defeat to Toulouse. So Monday was a little bit of a haze. Tuesday um, was in for. A little bit of a review walkthrough of how we should be better the next day. Uh, Wednesday was off. Today, um, I'd like to say it was training, but I'm not too sure looking at the video it was training. It was an assembly of people <laughs> on, a, on a rugby pitch where we didn't achieve what we wanted to achieve out of the session. But uh, we've always, uh, I suppose, prided ourselves on playing at the weekend. Many a team and many a player... I have played but have been brilliant uh, Monday to Friday, yet have not been at the races on a Saturday. So uh, it's the Tarzan Jane syndrome where you want to train like Jane and play like Tarzan. So the more of them you have, the better shape we're in. So yeah, today was um, was poor, but uh, we've got a chance to fine tune tomorrow and hopefully be better Saturday night. Roughly, how often do you come away from a session? fully satisfied and go yeah you know what we got we got everything we wanted out of that in terms of the physical side of it but also in terms of players taking on the messages yeah it's a good question I, I just sometimes you feel like you're raging against the world and I have to ask myself why am I I suppose at loggerheads with a certain amount of players uh, and that seems to be particularly apt at the minute in, in my headspace so I don't um sit easily with that it doesn't really suit me that much uh, but I suppose the one thing as a head coach you need to be strong on the standards and you need to be keep driving that and you're responsible for that and that's where the assistants can't really do much about because essentially they're a good cop I'm bad cop and, and, and that's the way I like it really to be but um it's amazing, I suppose, then when you look at the video, the perception from their live reality. Um, and the, I, I suppose when you um, settle down a little bit, you're able to see through the fog a little bit and dissect good bits to keep and obviously the bits that we need to be much better at. Can you, can you sympathise with the players on a day like that when... like I, I always think back when I look at managers now, I was at... City Liverpool last year and in the press conference afterwards watching Guardiola and Klopp and just how drained they seemed to be and it was around it might have been April and they were both playing Champions League quarterfinals like two three days later and you're thinking like they're going home that Sunday night shattered probably sit and watch the game 
into training Monday. They're flying to Spain to play this huge match on Tuesday morning. Play it Wednesday night. Back Saturday. Like it's it's grueling. It's exhausting. And you're not playing twice a week, but you're playing Sunday, Saturday. Like to somehow keep your spirits up and mentally to be sharp when you're going in when you're probably a little bit wrecked. Yeah, but I suppose that's that that's what separates uh, good from very good. Being able to understand what your energy is needed for. I suffered, I think, a lot of that in the early days where I did an awful lot of video analysis and probably took out my frustrations on players because they didn't uh, watch enough tape that I felt they should have watched. But when you actually reflect on that, it's their players. Some of them think they're artists. Some of them think they're geniuses. Some of them think they're very good hard workers. And each of them see the game differently and each of their... I suppose requirements are very different to have them firing for a Saturday. So that's when you, I suppose, become the leader, you become very aware of that, that some percentage of your group have contract issues, other guys have selection issues, other guys have personal problems, other guys have farm problems, other guys have issues with concentration, focus. So it's very... Uh, I suppose different in terms of the dilemmas you're facing uh, but when you have 20 odd staff and 40 odd playing it's a lot at you but um, I'm making this out to be negative but it's not negative at all it, it, it just uh, it can sap you but you got to make sure that you're um, I suppose, um, refilling those juices to make sure you're coming in in the right mindset the following day. We had Stuart Lancaster in studio on Tuesday, a really interesting piece, uh, talking to Joe and starting to explain his reasons behind going to Racing next summer. I- I'm wondering, I know you didn't coach in the Irish system, but you obviously know it very well. How big a shock to the system it might be, the difference in terms of setups and expectations and, you know, not having as as much control over the players or having, you know, having to play more matches, all the players to play more matches. Do you feel coaching in France is diff- very different experience to coaching back in Ireland? Yeah, I would think it is. It's a fantastic championship and I'm obviously biased because I, I'm in it. I probably believe in it. I probably... Uh, see it for the absolute beauty that's involved and it's an absolute dog of a of a competition where you're challenged every week your challenges are very very different uh, but the top 14 is an absolute monster and it challenges I suppose every facet of your um, of your makeup essentially be it physically mentally and uh it's a brilliant competition and one where, you know what I mean, uh, yeah, the standard may not be at the highest all, all year round, but how would it kind of be for 10 years? It's about nearly survival of the fittest, but also then when it gets to the uh, fast finale or the quarterfinal on of the league, you have to be of a really, really good standard because the quality of the player in France is, is quite ex- exceptional. Also, I suppose, throwing uh, relegation, uh, and it puts a very, very different uh, emphasis on on what is required and how the game is played. Um, but uh, yeah, the Sir Lancaster's interview with Joe was, was, was brilliant listening, brilliant radio, uh, a, a lot of good nuggets in it. Uh, but like anything, I think you need to come here, live here, 
taste it and then be able to give an opinion on it because it's very, very different to uh, the URC, uh, very, very different than the fact that um, in a lot of those situations, a lot of it is geared to um, priority national team in, in France and in England. Um, the national team goes uh, goes on, but also the, uh, the domestic league is of huge importance. And we see that this weekend where Munster are playing Ulster and obviously Munster have a bit of an injury crisis, but they've also got another eight players unavailable because they're going to be on Ireland duty and it's an interprovincial derby. It's a massive game. Uh, just the two wins so far for Munster in the URC. A lot of frustration among Munster supporters as to how the season started and the fitness levels and maybe an expectation that there was going to be an overnight transformation of, of style of play and they're maybe stuck between... The two at the moment. What's been your sense of what you've seen of Munster so far this season? Um, I'd missed the game at the weekend, uh, but prior to that, um, I'd seen a few snippets, uh, and it's mixed at best. Uh, but I would have, I think, huge uh, confidence in in the coaching group that they have. It doesn't happen overnight. There's no doubt about that. The style beforehand um, was. Um, a quite a dated style in terms of I suppose um, kick and contest I know from uh, speaking to Mike Prendergast that that wouldn't be his style of play it, but it depends on um, you know I mean habits and, and behaviours of players it takes a little bit of time to change that because it's all well and good repping this in training but it actually comes to the heat of battle when your heart rate is going whatever 180 beats per minute or 200 you resort to type the type is that they probably played a game where they didn't probably feel that they have the license to express themselves. Now that seems uh, changed. I probably know the composition uh, of Dennis Leamy and what he stands for and what he believes in. Um, and um, I would be very confident in him having um, a huge a huge impact on that group because... Um, He's someone who probably had a big impact on me as a player and as a leader, and I think that's exactly what Munster need now. They need to, um, I suppose, accept the reality of where their game is and how they need to how how they need to um, get into a position where they can challenge. And Dennis, for me, made the most appropriate comments of the season so far, and the fact that they probably have to forget talking about silverware for a while and learn the right to talk about silverware because uh, the team are more interested in, in I suppose, showing acts to each other as opposed to talking about acts. Uh, Leamy, it was seen as a real coup for Munster to be able to bring him back home <laughs> from Leinster. As, as a personality, he's probably uh, slightly lower profile than some of the huge names of that great Munster era. When you talk about his personality and what he brings to a dressing room, what is that? Yeah, I think that part of perception, I don't think... Within the dressing room, he would be perceived as a lower name. I think uh, within the inner hub, he'd be very, very respected and very, very uh, well thought of uh, and would have a huge kudos. So with the guys, uh, certainly when I played there, Dennis would have been, you mean, at the senior players' table and, and, and would have been very respected. So I don't think they come any bigger than him in that regard. But I think he had his, I suppose he dipped his toe in a, a club level, getting getting a feel for what's involved in coaching. And then he kind of liked the idea of what it entailed. And then he 
he um, made the brave move to to move to Leinster, and then he got to see the inner circle and, and the standards that they have set, and become obviously the elite team in Ireland by a distant distance. And now he'd be able to kind of, I suppose, mix what he's seen there. Uh, um, with also the fact that uh, mix that with his views on what how he can get the best out of Munster, I think it will become a very very interesting um, uh, potion. But as you know, it doesn't really happen that quickly, especially when you come up against you know um, a Johnny Sexton, Henshaw, Ringrose midfield. That's quite difficult to, to impose on. Well, we chained Daly on recently and he was talking about the change in styles for someone like him in the back three where, you know, as you say, it was kick chase and that was what was expected of him. Whereas now suddenly he's getting his hands on the ball a lot more. He's expected to be more creative. He's expected to add something to that back line. And like for players who've been in that system for three or four years, it's, 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 we're probably expecting too much to expect in three or four games that they'll suddenly get everything that the new coaching team wants. Yeah, and I suppose the big thing too is, Nathan, is like how... Um, engaged our players and how is their capacity to make decisions under pressure there's always this big emphasis on the style of the coaching but like what you don't want as a coach is you don't want your players to be robotic and looking for orders from you every time because otherwise they're not um, in a position to make decisions under pressure so you're really trying to set up your players and I know Mike Prendergast would be very big on this and the fact that you probably empower them with what potentially could happen and then they were able to pull the trigger on three potential solutions during a game. But like for that to happen, you have to rep this in training with different combinations against uh, rush defence, against uh, you know wet ball, against a howling wind, different scenarios like that. And it won't come straight away, but I think uh, what was probably interesting from the little clippets I saw at the weekend was just you know, with the capacity near the line for Conor Murray to pick out a good pass behind the back. Prior to that, it might have been monster front door pass against the brick wall and play another phase, but it was just a little subtle shift by you playing behind it uh, with a little bit of decoy and a lovely uh, pass, a floated pass for 15 metres, and uh, Liam Coombs goes in uh, unopposed. We haven't seen that many tries like that from, I suppose, monster in big games. Just briefly on Ireland then, uh, South Africa coming to town on Saturday week. I think we're probably past the Johnny Sexton conversation that everyone uh, is fully on board that if he's fit, he will be starting number 10 in a year's time at the World Cup. Behind him, the emergence of Kieran Frawley and now Jack Crowley as well and maybe his ability to put some pressure on Joey Carberry at Munster. Carberry's fully fit as well. We've got an A international against the All Blacks the night before that South Africa game. What are your thoughts on on Frawley and Crowley and, and what... Andy Farrell and the provincial coaches can get out of them over the next year and, and how quickly they can progress over the next year. Yeah, and, and that's... It's a, it's a fascinating question and a fascinating subject in the fact that uh, yeah, John, Johnny is by far uh, the superior uh, totem in that position by a, by a long, long way. But with the, I suppose, triangle of... Carberry, Frawley, Crowley, it becomes very, very interesting in the fact that it's nothing to do with a player issue. What you need to be looking at here is the fact that seven minutes into a test game, Johnny Sexton goes down, unfortunately, with a with a with an injury. You have a triangle potentially of Carberry, Frawley, uh, Crowley, 
to manage a game for 73 minutes because if Johnny goes down, you don't have Crawley or Crowley together. Crawley or Crowley together. Or Carberry or Crowley together. You have Johnny and one other. So the onus is on, essentially, you have 10 backs to play 80 minutes. Seven start and three come off the bench, potentially. So you have your starter and someone to come in. So I think that's what the next 12 months is essentially intriguing um, for in that who will who will take that role and how will they take that role and what role will they will they I suppose be given because uh, I talk about the examiner tomorrow in the fact that um, you mean the November internationals yeah is it winning the three games to be on and end all or is it actually how are we in better shape to be better for the next World Cup than we have been previous campaigns because insanity the definition of insanity is uh doing the exact same things over and over again and expecting a different result so i i use that in my coaching a lot and i try to say it in french to boys and they're looking at me going what is this guy on about um so from ireland's point of view um who they find out in the november and six nations to be able to because if you're looking at silverware you need two in each position i don't think we have two at the minute because Joy has unfortunately been injured but for me he definitely has the goods to to be a top class 10 So you think against Australia he needs to start one of the others to get that learning Um, I I would say yes because um, well depending on on, on what team South Africa play is it going to be it would be a cracking test match if South Africa go full strength and Ireland go full strength. Uh, if that's the case, then that's a game, obviously, that's in- incredibly interesting. Fiji, I think, is different because, um, you know, I don't think they're a threat to us r- result-wise, performance-wise, yeah, because they've found some fantastic players and we learn a lot about certain players, but the big games are obviously South Africa and Australia, but... I think it's important uh, with a plan B, you need to see who, who can manage uh, a game and who is your going to second 10 going to be. Ronan, great stuff as always. Well, thank you, Nathan. Cheers. That's, All right. <laughs> That's us done. You're done. Go. Uh, Ron Nogara there. Uh, All our rugby and off the ball is with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Rugby on Off The Ball With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team We all belong to the team of us